So my friends, our Lord says these very moving words today. Come to me, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus invites us, he, he exclaims, right? Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened. I will give you rest. I will give you peace. Jesus encourages us, he wants us to come to him with all of our needs, with all of our burdens, with all of our tiredness and weariness. Jesus wants us to bring that. Sometimes people say, like they have something going on, and I don't want to bother God, right? I don't want to, I, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to pray about it, I'm not going to ask, I don't want to bother God, right? We can't bother God. And Jesus invites us to come to him, to bring him whatever is on our heart, to bring, no matter how difficult or how messy it is, Jesus invites us, he wants us to come to him. He wants us to bring these things to him. He's our savior. Jesus came to save us, and he wants us to bring him all of our needs, all of our burden. That's who he is. He wants us to bring him everything so that he can save us, so that he can teach us, and that we can actually imitate him as true Christians, that he gives us real rest. But the solution that Jesus gives us, the rest that he gives us, is not just the, the immediate and material elimination of those needs and those burdens. That's not the type of solution Jesus gives us. And that is, if we think about it, that temptation that like, well, I prayed about this, so why didn't it change, right? I, I, brought, I brought that to Jesus, and, and the material situation didn't change. That's the same temptation that people have had since the very beginning with Jesus, with the Jewish leaders expecting that he was going to be their glorious political leader, and he was going to give them this material freedom. No, rather the freedom that Jesus gives us, the peace that Jesus gives us, is primarily interior. That Jesus gives us interior peace. He gives us interior freedom. In fact, there's a very good book that if you're, you know, if you find yourself in this particular, this gospel speaking to you, go read. It's a little book, like 100 pages, by the French author Jacques Philippe called Interior Freedom. Right? Interior Freedom. That no matter what exterior circumstances there are, I, can, I am always still interiorly free. No one can steal my interior freedom. And I have the freedom to find real peace, even in the midst of difficult, very difficult, uh, tragic situations. I can find that interior peace because I know. I know I'm united with Jesus. And I know that I'm, I'm learning from Jesus. Because that's what Jesus says. After this, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Take my yoke upon Now, we may not know what that means. We may not understand the language there. Take my yoke upon you. I learned something. I've been away the last two weeks, uh, and I learned something. I'm not a farmer. I've been in Indiana. Like, duh, I'm not a farmer. I don't think I ever saw a pig or a cow before uh, I was just away. We visited a farm and saw... Um, Saw the, pig, the really gross, right? The really gross pigs. 
uh, and saw a cow uh, being born. Never need to see that again for the rest of my life. But saw a cow being born. And, um, and some of these things like, I don't understand farming. I don't understand anything about farming. And because many of us in Northeast Connecticut, right, we don't um, live in that agrarian culture, this, this image Jesus uses. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What does that mean? What's a yoke? A yoke is used for oxen in the act of plowing. And how do oxen plow? What does it mean to have a, a yoke, right? It's the piece of wood that they put around the ox for it to drag the plow, but oxen plow two by two. And what you do is you pair an older, more experienced ox with a younger, I don't really get this, I don't want to do this, I get distracted by stuff, ox. So that they plow it together. And that the younger one learns from the older one how to do this. And so when Jesus says, take my, take my yoke upon you, he's comparing himself to that older ox who's more experienced. And that we, the younger one, are going to walk side by side with him in everything. It's not like, yep, here's my yoke. Good luck with that, right? That Jesus saying like, okay, here's your burden. Good luck with it. No, rather, and not either like, okay, there's your burden. You know, I took it. Here's your receipt. All taken care of. Rather, together, side by side, we will carry this burden. We will do this work together. We're going to work together. We are, we are yoked to Jesus, right? We are bound to Jesus. We bind ourselves to him and we learn from him. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Do we learn from Jesus, right? Do we, do we really learn from Jesus? Do we try in everything we do to imitate Jesus? We are yoked to Jesus in good times and bad in sickness and in health, Mike Salerni, our sacristan and par- president of our parish council, is getting married just a little later today, right, in a church without air conditioning, um, his fiancé's uh, church, so there you go. So, whatever. Um, but, like, good times and bad, sickness and health, we are yoked to Jesus in the midst of that. We are bound to him, and we learn from him. How does Jesus act? I want to act like Jesus acts. I want to be like Jesus. I want to imitate Jesus. Before I started here, five and a half years ago, and probably, like, at the time I was starting at the cathedral, so, you know, six and a half years ago, uh, I got into P90X3, right? I was going to get in shape. I was going to get in really great shape. I may have to go back. I did the post-vacation weigh-in this morning to tragic results. So I may have to get back to that P90X3, right? Because I thought, I want to get in shape. I want to exercise. want to get ripped. What better way to do it than just 30 minutes a day? Piece of cake, right? And uh, Tony Horton, who, who runs those things, baptized Catholic from Rhode Island, right? The exercise guru. Like, how does Tony Horton exercise? I'll do that. What does Tony Horton eat? I'll do that. Let me learn from Tony Horton how to get ripped. Okay. 
Well, more, I gave up on that after about 40 days. Um, 40, through not, 40 out of the 90 days <laughs> obviously didn't work for me. But do we do that with Jesus, right? Jesus, what does Jesus do? How does Jesus act? So that every single day I act more and more like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I want to imitate Jesus. So that as a Christian, as an actual disciple of Jesus Christ, because What's the Latin there, right? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me is in Latin, discite ad me. Discite comes from the word for disciple, right? Um, so did, be discipled by me, right? Learn from me, follow me, imitate me. Jesus is inviting us to that learning, to that imitation, that we want to be like him. And as a disciple of Christ, every single one of us, Every day should ask, am I being more like Jesus? Am I acting today more like Jesus? To do this, we get to the beginning part of the gospel reading, because Jesus says, what's kind of the condition for discipleship? I give praise to you, Father, Lord, in heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you've revealed them to the little ones to the little ones, that we, particularly those of us that aren't little anymore, need to get over ourselves and become little. We need to become childlike. Am I really willing to learn or do I have it all figured out? I know everything. I know everything. I've got it figured out. I'm a grown-up, right? I can do my own thing. Well, no, actually, when it comes to Jesus, I'm a child. I have to be a little child, and I have to be willing to learn and to imitate. It's a wonderful characteristic of childhood, right? Children look at people they admire, and they imitate them. They want to dress like them. They want to speak like them. They want to do the things that they do. They want to imitate people that they admire. And each one of us should have that attitude toward Jesus, to really be little and to say, Jesus, I just want to be like you, right? Dress up like Jesus for work day today, right? Don't actually do that, but like that should be, it's like, I, Jesus, I want to imitate you. How can I be like you? Because I look up to you. Because I admire you and I'm willing to be childlike. I don't have it all figured out. I'm certainly not perfect. Jesus, I want to be like you. I want to imitate you with that childlike openness to learning and to following our role model, our older brother, Jesus and letting him teach us. So my friends, this is the condition for discipleship. This is what each of us is called to. That we, yes, we bring Jesus everything. We bring him all of our needs. We bring him all of our burdens. He wants us to bring everything to him. But it's not going to be a material solution. Rather, Jesus is going to teach us how with interior freedom to walk beside him in the midst of whatever we're facing. To be there, he's going to be tied to us, one to another. And he's going to teach us how to preserve love of God in the midst of whatever trials and difficulties, in the good days and the bad days. Jesus is going to teach us how to have that interior peace, how to do everything out of love for God, and how even in the midst of the cross, to carry not a yoke, but to with him carry the cross and find redemption for ourselves and for the world in our suffering. 
the redemptive suffering of the cross. And so we need that childlike stance. This is, this is the gospel. Uh, and so we should learn from our Lord Jesus. We should pay attention to him and we should imitate him. And in Jesus, then, we find that true peace and rest of the joy of the kingdom of heaven.